0: Welcome to Become a Calm Mama. This is the podcast where you learn practical parenting tools and strategies so you can stop yelling and feel more calm and show up as the mom you want to be. So, in this episode, I'm teaching you all about limit setting, which is step three of the Calm Mama process. So, the Calm Mama process is four steps calm, connect, limit set, correct. And today, I really want to help you understand limits. So, have you been looking for like a magical formula to get your kids to listen? For me, for years, I went to parenting workshops and I was like trying to discover this like secret limit setting formula. And I would go to these workshops or this was before podcasts. So I would like listen to tapes, actually, like CDs and, you know, read books and go to live workshops. And I was like, okay, tell me how to get my kids to listen. And I always left disappointed. Because most of these parenting programs, they would teach limits by saying, be firm and state what you want your child to do. And that was it. That was like their secret magic formula. Like basically be firm and communicate clearly. So I'd go home and I'd try their formula. I'd say like, okay, kids, brush your teeth. And I would use a very sweet voice and they would ignore me. And I'd say it again a little more firmly. I'd say, it's time to brush your teeth still no action. So I'd repeat myself a third time, brush your teeth now. And this time, like they might look at me, but they would still continue playing. I've already said it three times now. And that's when I could feel myself getting angry and my tone would start to get harsh. And I'd say, brush your teeth now. And my teeth would clench and my eyes would glare. And sometimes this like squinty eye, harsh tone thing would work. And the boys would like get up and start doing their, you know, what they should do. And then sometimes not. And then by the fifth time, I would yell, like, brush our teeth right now, or I will not read books to you tonight. And then this would typically get them moving. (laughs) Does this sound familiar? Have you had this? Or where you have to like, your brain tells you, oh, they only listen when I yell, or, you know, my kids don't listen to me, or I have to repeat myself all the time, right? So the example that I just described, I think of it as the command threat model. So a command is different from a limit because it doesn't include any conditions. A command is just a statement that tells your child how to behave, either what to do or what to stop doing. So a command is what your child can or can't do. Like it's like you tell them, this is what you need to do or stop it. And a lot of times a command is followed by a threat, and most of the time you don't even intend to follow through on that threat, right? You're just using the threat to activate your kid's fear cycle. You don't realize that's what you're doing, but the threat activates the fear in your kids. It actually triggers their amygdala and just puts them into that fight, flight, freeze response, and then they react. Some kids become compliant at that point, and then some kids keep fighting at that point. So I'm going to give you some examples of commands that I've used throughout the years. This one happened at Disneyland. It was raining and my son had an umbrella. And I was like, stop spinning that umbrella or I'm taking it away. Um, Another one that I've used (laughs) said before is like, you better stop poking me in the eye or I'm canceling your play date tomorrow. (gasps) Hold my hand or we are leaving. Like as if we're actually going to leave Disneyland or something. Make your bed right now or you won't have books tonight. Clean up all this slime or I'm throwing it away. We're not going to put up any Halloween decorations if you two don't stop fighting. Essentially, in this model, it doesn't really matter if you say it nicely or you say it meanly. Whenever you tell your kids to stop doing something or to start doing something, typically we tell them to stop, but it's a command. Now, when you make a command, you're kind of like hoping that your child will obey right? You are just kind of giving them the command and then you have to wait and see, are they going to do it or not do it? You're putting all of your faith in like this immature brain that isn't good at delaying gratification. It hasn't developed executive function skills, like time mapping, like how long things take to get done or cause and effect. Like if I do this, this thing will happen. And they can't really forward plan. So you're communicating to a child and you're you know, giving them a command, and then you're just hoping that they listen. But here's the thing. Kids, they don't know how to delay gratification. They barely understand cause and effect. They don't know how their current behavior is going to affect their future. They don't live in the future. That's the thing we love about kids, right? They live in the present, in the present moment. And that's really lovely, but we live a lot in the future, and we understand cause and effect, and we understand time, and we understand that things have to get done. That's why kids have grown-ups, right? Because grown-ups do understand that if you only eat candy, never go outside, don't sleep, and watch YouTube videos all day for weeks at a time, you're going to get sick. We understand this. Kids don't understand that actions have consequences. They need to be taught that concept, that the action they take today has an impact later. Sometimes that impact is short, sometimes it's long, but we teach them this concept. So when you give a command, keep in mind that you're talking to a brain that bases most of their decisions on whether something feels good or not. Most of the time, your kid's brain, it's going to choose to do the easiest thing And that means not listening to you, right? That means not brushing their teeth or not cleaning up the slime or not stop playing with the umbrella. So when your kids don't respond to your commands, that's oftentimes when we go into the threat, right? We set up the or else. So in this command threat model, kids eventually do follow directions because most of the time as you repeat yourself, you start adding threats to your command. And your threat, oftentimes pushes your child into their fight-flight brain and activates their stress response, right? And so then your child is following the command. They're obeying, they're listening because they feel threatened. Or they refuse to do it and they start fighting with you, right? And now you're in this big conflict with your kid. Most of us were brought up using this command threat model. Like we are parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, basically any authority, they used either fear or criticism or judgment or pain to control our behavior. There was a lot of do it or else. Now, these strategies like these command threat model, it worked to get us to obey, especially when we are in front of other people, right? Like we would listen to our parents, but what it didn't really help us learn how or what to do was to think for ourselves. It didn't teach us how to manage our emotions, and it actually didn't teach us how to be internally motivated. We're motivated by the external, by either fear of getting hurt or fear of getting rejected or fear of getting criticized or whatever it was that our parent was threatening us with. And we definitely didn't have a good, strong connection with our parents. I mean, a lot of you have good, strong connections with your parents, but this model of the command threat it doesn't actually help the relationship. It doesn't actually teach the skills that we want our kids to have, emotional management and ability to delay gratification, think before they act, right? So we want to be different, right? The parents that we are today, and if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to show up differently as a parent. You want to have your kids listen Without using fear or pain or shame to get them to comply. So, I love that you want that. That's what I want, right? The problem is that most of us have no idea how to do this. And that's what I'm here for, right? I'm here to teach you exactly how to set limits that work. Because the good news is that it's possible to teach your kids how to be responsible without using threats. Like, I'm telling you, it's possible. And it's possible to get kids to think. For themselves and make good decisions without using criticism and lectures. So, with the calm mama process, we don't use commands and threats to control our children. We use limits. We say what they can do, not what they must do. We make statements that help our children think and make a choice. So, I'm gonna go through and teach you what is a limit, how to do it, and give you a bunch of examples. Yeah? Is that going to be helpful? Right? So, what is a limit? Okay, I kind of said it. A limit is what your kid can do or what you are willing to do under certain conditions. And a limit includes the conditions that you're committed to following through with. So, it's not an empty threat. It's an actual container that your child can behave within this container. This is what is allowed, and these are the conditions or circumstances that you can get that thing or do that thing or that I will do that thing for you. I'm going to give you lots of examples, I promise. So the limit-setting formula that I teach, it helps your kids access thinking and planning instead of being reactive and being that survival part of the brain. We actually use limits to teach executive function, to teach that higher learning the bigger part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, right? Activating that. So we set our limits and they move our kids to think and not react. So how do you do that? Right? That's probably what you're thinking. Like, okay, tell me. So I use this limit setting formula. I have it in my online course, a whole module on this topic. And we're going to talk about a lot on this podcast, but let me tell you simply the limit setting formula is this, what your child can do. Plus the conditions equals a limit. Or what you will do plus the conditions equals a limit. Let me give you some examples and this will make a lot more sense. Okay, so remember our examples of commands from earlier? A command is a statement that tells your child how to behave, either what to do or what to stop doing. So now I want you to notice when I give you these next part of these examples how a limit is different because it tells your child what they can have or get under certain conditions. So let me give you examples. Remember the first one, stop spinning that umbrella or I'm taking it away. That's a command. The limit would be you can hold that umbrella as long as it does not spin. So we are taking the stop spinning that umbrella and with the threat, like the command threat. Instead, we're flipping it into telling our child what they can do under what conditions. So you can hold that umbrella as long as it does not spin. Okay, another example. You better stop poking me or I'm canceling your playdate tomorrow. Okay, again, stop or else, right? You could better stop poking me or I'm canceling your playdate. This happened when I was laying next to my son at bedtime. For some reason, he kept poking me in the eye. (laughs) So instead, I flipped it and I said, I will lay here as long as I don't have to worry about being poked in the eye. So I'm telling my child what I'm doing and the conditions I'm doing it in. Now, what happens if he pokes me in the eye again? I stand up, right? I just have to get up and, you know, I can just say, oh, I don't want to lay down and worry about getting poked in the eye. So I communicate what I'm willing to do under what conditions. If it's not kept, That's not a problem. Here's another one hold my hand or we are leaving. All right. So that's a command threat. Here's the flip You are welcome to walk without holding my hand as long as you walk next to me. Something like that. Right. So you're kind of telling your child what they can do. I used to say to my kids, You can either hold my hand or I'll hold your shirt. So the idea was that no matter what, I'm going to be holding you. Another one from the earlier, make your bed right now or you won't have books tonight. I say books may be read on made beds or I read books on made beds. So, you know, you give your kid that that limit and then you let them fail or let them succeed. And then that evening you don't read books. OK, so it's like the limit and the conditions. And if they don't keep it, the, the consequences built in. Clean up this slime or I'm throwing it away. Clean up these Legos. Clean up these dolls. Clean up whatever you have, right? Clean it up or I'm throwing it away. Or you can say, I will serve a snack once the slime is cleaned up from the table. Now, what's really funny about doing the limit setting formula this way is the brain, it likes it when things make sense and it likes when it knows what it's supposed to be doing, so the brain will be like, oh, I can get a snack once I clean up. Okay, so I should clean up. It starts to problem solve for itself. Even little, little kids, three years old, two years old can do this. And then obviously all the way up to teenagers. Last example, we won't put up any Halloween direction, decorations if you two don't stop fighting. We're not going to put up this stuff if you guys can't quit, you know. Or, hey, you two are welcome to help put up these decorations as long as there's no arguing. You know, if they want to help and they want to figure out where to put the skeletons and all the things and decorate for Halloween, you're happy to let them do that as long as there's no arguing. There's arguing, oh, looks like we're going to have to not do Halloween decorations right now. Now, in all of the examples, the result of the action, like the result of the limit is communicated in the formula. So like the consequence is explained very simply. You're telling your child what will happen if they don't follow the limit, if they don't keep the conditions. They're not going to get the thing. So what happens if your child doesn't keep the limit? It's a consequence. Now, I like to think about consequences in this way because I don't use punishment or pain or shame or anything like that. But we do use logic when we Teach our kids how to think. We do use results and impacts and let our kids experience the impact of their actions. So I like to break words down. It's one of my favorite things. So when I think about the word consequence, when you break it down, you get con sequence. And con is Latin for with. And of course, you have sequence is the thing that happens next. So I want you to think about a consequence as with sequence. The result of an action. So I'm going to talk more about this in the next episode when I teach about step four of the call mama process, correct? But for now, I want you to really just think about like, what is the impact? What is the result of this decision? If my child keeps poking me in the eye, what's going to happen? Like, I'm not going to lay down. If my kids keep arguing about the Halloween decorations, we're not going to do Halloween decorations right now. So it's like the thing you want to threaten, you can actually just communicate that that's they're not going to be able to get that thing if they don't keep the condition. When I first started learning how to apply the limit setting formula, I had to do a lot of catching myself. Like first, the command would just fly out of my mouth. I'd be like, stop it. Sit down. Don't do that. Get up. Go here. Do this. And then I would like catch myself and I would flip the command into a limit. I would have to think like, okay, what can they do? Or what am I willing to give them or let them have? What do they want? And what are the conditions that they can get that? So I'd have to really like flip it and think. So you better stop hitting or you have to go to your room. Becomes, uh, you may sit here as long as you stop hitting. Give me that and get in your car seat. It becomes... I'm going to hold the lollipop and I will give it back to you once you are in your car seat and buckled. Now, if they don't get in their car seat and they don't get buckled quickly, they don't get the lollipop back. Stop screaming. Stop screaming. I can't drive. It's so loud, right? You get to just say, I will drive this car once it's quiet. Or I will drive this car as long as it's quiet. And it's not quiet. You pull over. So you're just showing your children what your conditions are, what your limit is. Get your pajamas on right now or else becomes, I'm happy to read books to kids in their jammies before the timer goes off. So it's okay if it takes you a while to get the hang of this. It requires a little more thinking on your part. And that's why practicing the tool of the pause break that I taught in the calm episode is really important. Because... It's really hard to set limits when you're activated and in your stress response. So I really want you to be gentle with yourself. And we're going to talk about this concept of limit setting a lot on this podcast. Like this is something really important to me that you uh, master so that you can truly feel calm, right? The point of our podcast is become a calm mama. And a big part of that is having a lot of clarity around limits. And teaching your kids to think and act responsibly. And how do you do that? That's what I'm here to teach you. So be really gentle with yourself because I'm here to help you. And it is going to be a process. Now, the moms in Calm Mama School that work with me, they get instant access to like an entire module on Limit Set. And I coach on it all the time during the live group coaching calls and in our private Facebook group. Some of the moms like have said, it's like learning a new language. And it kind of is. So I really would love to get you into Call Mama School so that you can get the support you need and get all of the training. Like we're going to roll these out in the podcast for sure. But if you want to like get it now, you can get it now. Like it's all in that course. So you can sign up today. You can watch that limit setting module and then come to coaching this week and get support right away. So in order to do that, you go to www.callmamacoaching.com slash school and you can enroll. So let me give you another little side like warning. This is kind of a warning, I guess. But when you first start doing limits, like you first start communicating this way to your kids and using the limit setting formula, your kids are not going to well, I say that they're not going to listen, but actually they do because the brain loves to be told what it can do instead of to stop doing something. So but a lot of times your kids won't keep them or they won't even know what's like what you're even saying. they'll be like, what? I don't know how to think like this because you haven't trained them yet, right? You haven't taught them that their actions have consequences. You haven't taught them yet how to think before they act. They haven't experienced the results of their choices. So it may not be like instantaneous, you know, well, I think it does. A lot of parents like use the limit setting formula. It is a little bit like magic. But kids are going to make mistakes. And the more you do the limit setting formula, the better your kids get at thinking and recognizing that, oh, if I do blank, then blank will happen. Or if I do blank, then this thing won't happen. They learn to listen to you because you're teaching them that when they don't, when they choose, like literally when they choose to not keep your limit, they experience an impact that it affects them. So the more you do it, the better your kids are at understanding, oh, I should probably clean up the slime. Otherwise, I'm not going to get a snack because my mom said she won't serve snack as long as there's slime on the table, and she means it. So you don't have to repeat yourself 10 times. You say it once, you wait for your children to make a decision, and then a few minutes later, they're like, can I have a snack? And you're like, uh, there's slime on the table. Oh, right. And then they'll clean it up. (laughs) That's kind of how it works. So kids, they don't like commands, okay? No one does. And, uh, but of course, like rules and limits, they're necessary to keep everyone safe and healthy. Like, this is just part of life. And when you have limits and there's consequences, like the next thing happens, the result of their action happens, it's going to bring up all sorts of big feelings and resistance. And that's when I want you to reset, go back to calm, calm yourself, connect with your child again using the connection tool. And then allow those big feelings to cycle through. So, all right, mamas, this is enough for today. But here's what I want you to work on. The biggest thing I want you to work on this week is catching yourself when you give a command. Just notice it. And then swap it into a limit. Do not judge yourself while you're doing it, okay? You're learning something new. It's okay if it's not smooth. It's okay if it's all clunky and your limits come out a little odd, Just laugh at yourself. Be gentle with yourself. And keep coming back to the podcast each week, each Thursday, for more support. All right, everyone. I'll see you next week. Hey, Mama. If you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so ready to get out of this chaos and create more peace in myself and in my family, then I want to invite you to join Call Mama School. It's my lifetime membership program where you learn how to stop yelling and feeling overwhelmed by parenting, teach your kids how to manage all of their big feelings, and set limits that actually work. It's lifetime access for getting everything you need to have the family you want and become the mom that you're meant to be. No matter how old your kids are or how chaotic your family is right now, I can help you create peace and joy in your home. To join, go to calmmamacoaching.com and get instant access to my online course and start coming to weekly coaching calls this week. I can't wait to help you transform your family. See you there.